Hi, pros. Lou Santini here, host of Amateur Nation. My dry bar comedy special, Amateur Nation, is now available. And you can get a free month subscription to dry bar comedy just for being a listener of this podcast. And just like this show, if you're allergic to a lack of common sense in today's world and you like your comedy delivered with uncompromising tell-it-like-it-is bite, then check out my half-hour comedy special, Amateur Nation, for free. Go to drybarcomedy.com slash Lou S and use promo code Lou Santini, L-O-U-S-A-N-T-I-N-I, and you'll get a free month of clean comedy. That will probably still offend Amateur Nation. Drybarcomedy.com slash Lou S and promo code Lou Santini. This is my way of saying thank you to the pros who listen to this show every week. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. Warning, the podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word, amateurs. It's Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. We call attention to and call out the amateurs, the people who are doing life wrong, the speed bumps of life, the people that are in your way every day, the unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills, and are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation, it's not just a podcast, it's a movement. Abracapasta. And bam, this is episode 223. <laughs> but light means never having to say, I'm sorry. Fans first, shouts out to Chauncey Shawyer, PD Pablo 14, MPC, James Thomas, Amanda Boyd, Scott Smith, Brian Graham, Ladybug Canyon, Ed Steele, Clara Dave, Boston Home Insurance, Chuck Killewald, Diamonds and Life, Mark Lash, Matt McClowry, Gina Stewart, Pamela Klein-Baker, Tracy Lynn, Ryan Kramer, Tim Mars, Ingrid Rothbeard, ex-boss Tony, Corbin Williams, uh, Teresa Pierce Boone, Mac Harper, and Francie Fran. Welcome to the show, and thanks for watching and listening and following me on Instagram. My Instagram, by the way, is lou.santini3. Here is your post of the week, which technically was a text from my mom. She said, I had this in my notes from a couple years ago. I don't know who said it, but it definitely applies today, and that is this. Ineptocracy. Ineptocracy. All one word. A system of government where the least capable to lead are elected by the least capable of producing and where the members of society least likely to sustain themselves or succeed are rewarded with goods and services paid for by the diminishing middle class. Ineptocracy. Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Perhaps you would better start from the beginning. Topic number one. Did you play with Legos when you were a kid? They were popular as hell when I was little. I have adult friends who still collect the newest ones that come out and even some who still build with them, whether for relaxation, uh, like how some people do with puzzles, which I've never understood. I've talked about this on my show. Hey, here's a picture. You know what it looks like. Now it's broken. Now put it together. Now be surprised by what it looks like. Uh, But hey, if it relaxes you, 
and you enjoy puzzles and playing with Legos and building with Legos, I'm not judging. It's just one of those activities I don't get. But, obviously, the whole idea behind Legos was and is to kickstart imaginations. It's truly an educational toy, if I'm labeling it properly. I know Lego fanatics might be upset by my opinion and my take on Legos, but I don't mean any disrespect. Truly, if I had children, I'd probably get them Legos to see what their skills are and, you know, help them develop their young minds. I mean, hell, they must be popular to have an entire theme park devoted to them. Well, bye-bye childhood innocence. Legos launched a new campaign on Instagram encouraging kids to, quote, explore the complete LGBTQIA plus alphabet. They take letters of the alphabet juxtaposed with photos of Lego builds showcasing slash representing the letter slash topic of which they are covering. Topics like gender fluidity and queerness. All the topics I know I was curious about at age four and up, as it says on the product description. Wait a minute. You're being sarcastic. Yes, I am. Examples. C is for coming out. Adding, to me, coming out represents a new beginning to a beautiful journey, stepping forward into a more colorful world full of possibilities. I is for intersex. The black and white tiles represent the sex and gender binary, with one standing out to represent people like me, born neither completely within the binary, but instead intersex. Yeah, four-year-old and up totally understands all that lingo. It goes on. N is for non-binary. I choose to create a build that spoke about the celebration of non-binary and transgender identities. This build showcases the love I've received from other transgender community members and my non-binary pride. Because if there's one thing you should be proud about, that is being non-binary. All hell, the non-binary. It goes on to say Q is for queer. It isn't an easy term to explain. It represents lots of different things to different people. And if there's one thing children like, it's vague answers to complex questions. They hate specifics. They hate simple. S is for spectrum. Growing up, binary gender felt restrictive, like gravity weighing me down to a planet I couldn't call home. But since having left the atmosphere, I felt free to explore the cosmos and be myself. And all of that is represented in a Lego build. What a whole lot of nothing. It's nothing but doublespeak and flowery, pretty, and disturbingly innocent words targeted to a child. Not that sexuality is vulgar and gross, but the very fact that they're choosing to use doublespeak, euphemisms, pretty, innocent, lightweight words to introduce sexuality to a child as young as four is blatant pedophilia grooming. A hard line in the sand has to be drawn here because the second an amateur tries to justify it, explain it, or downplay it, you've lost the argument. Sorry, that's simply despicable. Any type of sexuality discussed with an underage child, especially as young as four, is scummy, criminal, creepy, and evil. Here's an easy test, amateur parents. Would you let a relative talk about such things to your child alone? No? How about me? I'm a stranger to your kids. Of course you would not. So why would you let a book, a toy, a cartoon, a comic book, a movie, anything where the child cannot ask questions and follow up questions, but rather simply absorb it, often in the form of lighthearted fun, while alone, away from your adult supervision, pollute your child's mind. 
I'm open-minded on most things. I'm willing to listen to compelling and well-thought fact-based arguments, but I'll never be behind the idea of telling underage children about any kind of sexuality unless they ask. And I sure as hell wouldn't corrupt a child's creative playing as a way to explain such topics so serious in nature. And that's the argument Amateur Nation uses. Well, sexuality doesn't have to be scary. No, it doesn't. But it is serious. Notice how all their grooming and propaganda is pleasure-based information. Bright colors, a lot of smiling, no real informative information, just carefree sexuality. No mention of the mental and emotional stresses, worries, concerns, and possible outcomes of acting on any kind of sexuality at a young, impressionable age. It speaks of the empowerment and happiness, and in many disgusting textbooks, comic books, coloring books, and graphic novels in public schools, the fun, the eroticism. Never any mention of the complications that arise the moment a young person starts his or her lifetime into sex and experimentation. All right, while I've had no children, it doesn't take a parent to see that this is reckless and criminal, and I'll say it, sneaky behavior. Lego and many of these books in schools are doing end-arounds on parents. And when the parents speak up at school board meetings, our own government weaponizes the FBI and puts the parents on a terrorist watch list. Enough is enough. Parents, fight back. Enough of this. Listen to your children. They have so much to teach you. Never in my life have I heard two parents talking and one says, Hey, where'd you learn to do that? Ah, my five-year-old son taught me. It's one thing to listen to your children in terms of validating strong emotions or if they have a physical, medical, educational, intellectual, and or emotional need. But kids don't call the shots. Kids don't run the show. If your child is of an age where if you stopped feeding them, attending to them, sheltering them, and or nurturing them, they would die, then they're too young for this nonsense. Kids might be smart. Some smarter than others, some smarter beyond their years, some are more self-sufficient than others, but they won't last a week without parents to take care of them. Exposing your underage children to sexual grooming and propaganda isn't normal, healthy, or good parenting. There's plenty of time for your children to find themselves sexually and otherwise as they get older. Be a role model. Stop being their buddies. Protect your kids. If they want to rebel later in life when they can pay the price more easily for their mistakes, so be it. You can at least say you did your job when they were underage. Your number one job as a parent, protect your kids in every sense of the word. Yes, said the man who never had kids. So if I know this, surely any parents with common sense would know it. You don't need to be a parent to have the common sense of knowing that children's innocence must be protected as much as you can for as long as you can. Oh, oh. all right, hang on, this just in. The United Nations is now advocating for the decriminalization of sex with minors. The statement reads, Sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual in fact, if not law. Breathing easier, parents? And now this. Topic number two. A few episodes ago... I joked in reference to the idea of California giving out a quarter million dollars in reparations to black residents, despite the fact that they were never slaves, California was a free state back then, and the current taxpayers were never slave owners. 
Not to mention, good luck proving who was a descendant from slave owners and who wasn't. As I mentioned, hey, I'm Italian. Italy had slaves. I guess I should be able to at least eat free at Olive Garden. Well, here comes your first abuse of the system, and reparations aren't even a thing. Your headline found everywhere, Target security guard punches customer in the face after she demanded reparations. Here's the article. A Target security guard punched a customer during a confrontation that was sparked when she asked for reparations while at a checkout line with more than $1,000 in groceries. According to a police report... Look, I know food is more expensive these days than ever, thanks to President Coloring Book, but who drops a grand in groceries, especially at Target? The article continues saying the ugly incident happened in October at the mega store in Blue Ash, Ohio, and began when Karen Ivory asked a cashier for their manager regarding the bill and reparations. According to the police report, the cashier alleged to authorities that Ivory brought up reparations several times during their brief encounter before the manager arrived. When speaking with the manager, the customer first asked for reparations and grew angry as she walked aggressively toward the manager. You can see it plain as day in the video. There's no disputing that she wasn't being aggressive. The article says Ivory kept berating her about reparations and her privileged life. The report alleges as the patron kept walking towards the manager. <coughs> ask anyone who works at Target if they feel privileged to work there. The article says that's when Zach Cotter, a loss prevention officer, intervened and asked Ivory to calm down and leave the store. But she allegedly began screaming at Cotter and followed him into his office. When he tried to shut the door, Ivory allegedly forced her way in and Cotter threw a punch. And I saw the video. He landed a good one. After reviewing footage of the incident, authorities wrote that they determined Ivory was indeed the aggressor and she was placed under arrest. And if you saw the footage, Ivory's actions are indefensible. The video says in a body cam video of the purported incident on YouTube, Ivory told an officer she wanted the cashier to contact the manager, quote, so we could have a larger conversation about how money works and how the provision works and how it's been working in our community in a very wrong way. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. She added, this is my Rosa Parks moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember Rosa Parks intimidating anyone or stealing anything. Pretty sure she paid her bus fare. Well, the good news is Ivory was sentenced to a day in jail and charged $110 for disorderly conduct. Some sizes of no amateurs tees are either out of stock or damn close. So go to lusantini.com shop to snag yours for half off. Sneak peek Thursdays happen on my YouTube channel at Lou Santini, at Lou Santini on Getter as well. Truth Social at Lou Santini 3. When we come back... More, and I hope, the last time we talk about the Bud Light controversy. It's topic number three, coming up next. Hey pros, Lou Santini here. They're running out and half off. No amateurs, men's and women's t-shirts. Normally $22.95, now just $11.48. The men's tees are a soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in sport royal blue. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag set at the top. The women's tees are a lightweight, super soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in royal blue. And are fitted. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag. T-shirts just $11.48. Please. 
Always add $6.95 for shipping and handling for all orders inside the U.S. Spend 50 bucks or more and your shipping is free. Available at lusantini.com slash shop. Be a pro. Say no to amateurs and order your half-off No Amateurs t-shirt today. There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15-plus years. A sense of entitlement. A constant need for attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of, I'm special so treat me accordingly. Introducing the book, Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills, the second edition. Inside, you'll read The Amateur Mission Statement, The 30 Truths About Amateurs, The Four Stages of Being an Amateur, Amateur Habitats and History, Social Media plus Me, Me, Me equals Amateur, Technology and Amateur Behavior, with dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh-out-loud real-life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by Amateur Nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills. The second expanded edition, available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type Amateur Nation. Time's a bit of a factor here, so as much as I'd like to spend the day murdering all of you, I'm afraid we need to press on. Topic number three. Hit me! salute you, Mr. Budweiser Head of Marketing Guy. Only you could take a beer and make it queer. 20 years of amazing ad campaigns, and this is where we end up. Not gonna buy it. What the fuck were you thinking? Remember those commercials? Those were funny. Those were good spots. I'm really hoping this is the last time I cover the Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney marketing debacle. I've already been accused of being transphobic by nameless, faceless social media cowards who hide behind fake names and trolling accounts. They're not listening to reason, logic, and common sense in the bigger picture. And amateurs certainly don't get the bigger picture. They're just cozy in their what's the big deal and why are you letting it bother you arguments, which are not arguments at all, but rather replies. They just hit that knee-jerk reaction button and hear jokes or sarcasm or God forbid facts and logic and common sense and then it's back to la 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 la, I am not listening to you. As of the airing of this episode, Budweiser has lost between 6 and $8 billion. I recently performed at a fundraiser just last week that was sold out with 240 people. People were buying buckets of beer uh, to watch the show. They had a buffet and a dinner menu and a full bar. These buckets of beer, 6 or 12 beers to a bucket, not one Bud Light sold. Pro Nation has been weighing in with very astute reasoning for continuing with the boycott permanently. Many feel this was... Less of a misstep and more of a marketing ploy that backfired. Like when Coke came out with new Coke. It tanked, and then when they went back and brought back classic Coke, sales increased. I, for one, disagree. I don't think this is a marketing stunt. Especially since the CEO of Anheuser-Busch, Brendan Whitworth, gave this pathetic, pandering, non-accountable press release rather than an apology. Now, before I read it, I want to tell you what buzzwords I guessed would be in his statement before I even read it, all right? Uh, there's going to be a phrase like, this great nation. There's going to be a reference to hardworking Americans. That's a, that's a no-brainer. There'll be a reference to their history and legacy. There'll be some use of a virtue-signaling word like journey or inclusive or some variation of those. And rather than an apology, there'll be a reference to what they had intended 
to do, making it seem like they tried to do a good thing, but just went about it the wrong way. There will be no words like we're or I'm sorry or apologize to our loyal core customers. In fact, loyal won't be anywhere in the statement, and there certainly will be no blame accepted nor any mention of firing Vice President of Bud Light Marketing Alyssa Heinerscheid, who has now since uh, the recording of this episode been placed on leave, a leave of absence. You cost your company six to eight billion dollars in the span of a week and you're not fired and blackballed from the marketing world permanently? Here's the statement that the CEO of Anheuser-Busch said. As the CEO of a company founded in America's heartland more than 165 years ago, I am responsible for ensuring every customer feels proud of the beer we brew. We're honored to be part of the fabric of this country. Anheuser-Busch employs more than 18,000 people, and our independent distributors employ an additional 47,000 valued colleagues. We have thousands of partners, millions of fans, and a proud history supporting our communities, military, first responders, sports fans, and hardworking Americans everywhere. We never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. We are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. My time serving this country taught me the importance of accountability and the values upon which America was founded, freedom, hard work, and respect for one another. As CEO of Anheuser-Busch, I am focused on building and protecting our remarkable history and heritage. I care deeply about this country, this company, our brands, and our partners. I spend much of my time traveling across America, listening to and learning from our customers, distributors, and others. Moving forward, I will continue to work tirelessly to bring great beers to consumers across our nation. Let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. The company released its new ad featuring one of the Budweiser Clydesdales running through America with this narrative. Let me tell you a story about a beer rooted in the heart of America. The narrator in the ad states, found in the community where a handshake is a sure contract, brewed from those who found opportunity and challenge and hope in tomorrow. Raised by generations willing to sit, share, risk, remember. This is a story bigger than beer. This is the story of the American spirit. No, this is kissing America's ass while still not apologizing. This is like forgetting your wife's birthday and bribing her with flowers and chocolates and kisses and overcompensating while never owning up to your thoughtlessness, carelessness, and bad behavior, or even apologizing. I will say, as always, pro-nation has always been very vocal and eloquent in their reasoning behind not accepting Anheuser-Busch's disrespectful, shameful, commie, I told you I won't say that W word if I can avoid it, amateur behavior. UFC fighter Tim Kennedy said, Sorry, this ship has already sailed. You should have supported the hardworking middle class that once were proud to kick back after a long day of work. Attorney Philip Holloway tweeted, Don't look now at Anheuser-Busch at Budweiser USA, but the Clydesdale has already left the barn. Political operative Jake Schneider tweeted this, LOL, so after weeks of hemorrhaging support, Budweiser releases an ad featuring Clydesdales, farms, dirt roads, fields, the Grand Canyon, St. Louis Arch, Main Street, firefighters, veterans, flags, Lincoln Memorial, tractors, trucks, baseball caps, and the Freedom Towers. And frankly, in my opinion, that adds insult to injury. It's the bad boyfriend who gets extra mushy and sentimental when he screws up. Come on, baby, don't we have something special? Didn't we have some good times? Let's forget about this and move forward. We'll go out for a nice dinner. 
Former boxer Ed Lattimore tweeted, Man, this shit might have worked in the 80s, but the internet is forever. Here's a great comment by at Marta underscore Zwiedek on Instagram. That just shows that this was simply a marketing stunt and nothing else for them. If they fully believed in the trans ideology, they would not consider it a mistake after the pushback. If they truly believed it was the right thing to do, they would have stood by their decision. She's absolutely right. And yes, Bud Light is damned if they do and damned if they don't. So the right move would have been to not fix what wasn't broken to begin with. But my favorite comment comes from Douglas Lang on the conservative Angry Americans Facebook group page of which I'm a member. And it says this, and I quote, The Bud Light controversy. Let me just say, many people say, what's the big deal? Well, here is the big deal. If this was simply a transsexual being represented, it wouldn't have been an issue. Straight America has been very open towards those who want to live their lives. My very church leadership teaches to love all. If you want to live your life as such, it's none of my business. Additionally, I should protect your right to do so. But the beer controversy is more like this. This is a symptom of a continuing onslaught of in-your-face antics that is more politically motivated than concern about making sure everyone is represented. This isn't about freedom. Everyone knows Dylan Mulvaney has the right to be who he wants to be. The in-your-face, football-spiking ridiculousness must stop. And corporations need to remember they have another base that has decided from now on they will leave you for good. Several family members have decided to leave Anheuser-Busch products from Monster Energy to Bud Light to uh, Bush, Modelo, and O'Doul's. That's our purchasing power. Deal with it. I don't know what podcast platform you listen to this show on, but if you listen to one where I can download individual episode thumbnails, the one that will show up on Spotify, for example, has a picture of that crazed looking Karen woman who was freaking out where it says, I can't believe they're so mad over a beer can. And underneath it is a MAGA hat. All right, let's eat off the a la carte menu. Here we go. A few things to nibble on. No woman that I've known or know acts like the spastic girl that is Dylan Mulvaney. Did someone say girl talk? Headline, new report suggests Ukraine is buying Russian oil and top Ukrainian officials are pocketing the money. Still standing with Ukraine, amateur nation? Glad you contributed to that hastily organized comedy fundraiser? Still got your pretty little flag on your Facebook page? Or are you still busy supporting BLM? What ruse will you fall for next? If the United States government did it, I'm sure they had a good reason. Did you know Taylor Swift cares about the climate so much that her private jet emits more carbon in one trip than your gas-powered car in its lifetime. Good thing she only flies about 200 times a year. The environment is falling to shit and you're all at fault! I still have no idea what I do or how I did it when I get Bluetooth connected to something. You're asking me if I have theories? It's never the same method twice. Slow clap ahead, posted by Mimi Homemaker on Instagram, saying, I identify as is the same as I pretend to be. Here's a remember when? Yeah, that was stupid that I forgot in last week's episode brought to my attention from Joe Molnar in Wisconsin. Remember when they said, 
It will take seven days to flatten the curve? Yeah, that was stupid. Oh, look out, hang on. All right, so it turns out my health insurance provider, Anthem, bribed doctors to get their patients to get the untested gene experiment. It's a sliding scale, but incentives include up to $250 per vaccinated member if my slash your Anthem network doctor got at least 75% of their patients poisoned with the untested gene experiment. Totally ethical. Find a cure! Then a vaccine. Build up our immune systems. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast in England, here's reason number what? 274 on why not to buy an electric car. These, this is for my British audience. And it can be summed up in a headline. Heavy EVs could collapse old parking garages in England. Hey, did you hear? Paul died. Oh my God, how did he die? Under a pile of EVs and rubble, he died doing what he loved, virtue signaling. God, I wish Morton Downey Jr. show was still on TV. Time now for three pro things. Three things that are done right. Number one. Since child grooming with Legos and the UN okaying sex with underage children were the first topic earlier, the first pro thing features this angry dad at a school board meeting, fired up about a book entitled Jack of Hearts and Other Parts, found in his kid's school library. This guy is not having it. Go ahead and play the clip. Okay, has been permitted in six schools in the Wake County public school system. This book explicitly details anal sex, blowjob tips, a response to a letter about gay sex, and BDSM. I'll read just a little bit of this perversion. So he bends me over the bed and drizzles some lube on my ASS. I made him wear a condom, of course, and he starts pushing it in. Use your lungs to suck, not your lips to pull. You're not trying to yank the D-I-C-K off with your mouth. You're trying to make it feel good. Use your tongue. Doesn't it make you cringe? You don't like it. You don't want to hear it aloud. You don't want anyone to read it. The question today is, who is the pervert that's allowing this to be purchased and delivered to our libraries? And the UN wants to decriminalize having sex with underage children. I can't believe I'm saying that sentence. And the corrupt judicial system will be the first to prosecute a parent who murders an adult who victimizes their child. Right? Number two. You know, last week I had honor and remember as one of the pro things where veterans and civilians can get involved with honoring and remembering our nation's vets with commemorative flags showing their name and time served. This week, I mention Flanders Fields, and that is this, Veterans Supporting Veterans. That is, to quote their mission, Flanders Fields is on a mission to save the veterans left behind to suffer homelessness and addiction by providing them with renewed purpose through community building and good works, both domestic and global, that utilize their specialized military training and leadership skills. This is a 501c3 nonprofit. It's a boots-on-the-ground organization that has a three-pronged mission. Here it is. To sponsor, house, counsel, and otherwise encourage veterans in active addiction or crisis to make the choice to seek help. 
to equip graduates of the Flanders Fields program with the training, certifications, and skill sets to continue the path of purposeful living. And finally, to ensure Flanders Fields graduates live the 12th step of recovery by reaching out themselves to others still living in active addiction. If you'd like more information and or to make a donation, go to FlandersFields.org. FlandersFields.org. And number three. You know, many people, and I believe most people, have some sort of God-given talent. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, it has to be something marketable or a huge moneymaker, but I do think most people have at least one thing at which they are unnatural. Hey, even Dirk Diggler said in Boogie Nights, everyone has one special thing. But what you do with your God-given natural ability is what separates people who have talent and foster it, use it, cultivate it, groom it, perfect it, and work at it through discipline and sacrifice. And then the best of the best, the legends, rise even higher. Enter NASCAR legend and arguably a NASCAR Mount Rushmore contender and recently NHRA team owner and even more recently NHRA top alcohol driver Tony Stewart. In Las Vegas on Sunday, April 16th, Tony Stewart won his first NHRA national event in only four tries. What's more impressive is that he did it at a four-wide event. Ask any driver whether they're good at four-wide racing or not. They will say four-wide is tougher. It requires more mental toughness and concentration, not to mention the safety factor of racing against three cars at once. From NHRA.com, Tony Stewart, the first and only driver to win championships in stock cars, indie cars, and midget sprint and silver crown cars, added another victory to his amazing resume, winning the top alcohol dragster at the NHRA Four Wide Nationals at the Strip in Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Uh, I read in, a, in an interview with him that he's not ready for top fuel just yet. He's good. He's not stupid. He says, baby steps. But give him time, and this man could probably drive anything. It's just not fair. Subscribe to at Lou Santini on YouTube or follow me on Facebook at Lou Santini Entertainment. My Dry Bar Comedy special was called Amateur Nation as well. You can find that at drybarcomedy.com slash L-O-U-S. No amateurs tea if you contribute to the show somehow. Lou at LouSantini.com. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini, and this has been a big major production. I'm going to stand up and leave now.